All right, this is another episode. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Another episode of Felon and a Drunk. This is Ricky. Whoa. <laughs> this is <laughs> Malcolm. Ricky. This is Malcolm. This is Malcolm. Over, over, over. Um, Per usual, you know, it's a good week. There's a couple of things that just, for me personally, are... Uh, little on the negative side i guess but uh overall doing good doing good i hope for all of you are doing the same how about yourself figured man awesome awesome week for me and today was great too yesterday was at the alabama and oklahoma game orange bowl first time watching a football game really cool a lot of people were asking me to see videos but um i like experiencing things like myself i don't have to pull out my phone every single fucking event so i just kind of took it in and like put it in the memory bank so that was cool man and uh then today my philadelphia eagles clinched the playoff spot thanks to the help of the chicago bears so shout out to all the chicago fans out there you guys did us a favor so yeah all in all it's a good week good week in sports for me Awkward pause. <laughs> <laughs> Malcolm has no idea uh, what I just said. Whatever, man. Sports, 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 sports. Yeah, man. Sports can make your week good if you if you enjoy sports. It's something that can make your uh, make your day. Yeah, yeah. Everybody. I mean, yeah. I I I think it's because there's just so many people for me that do all the same thing. It's like. I mean, I know about sports and I don't even watch sports. So why even waste my time trying to like keep up with it? Because now I know about um, Dave Thompson, also known as Tom Brady's little cousin, did the backflip on the touchdown or something. Remember you saying that? What? Tom yeah. Brady? Yeah. That's that, Tom that's Brady that. has a little cousin? Yeah. Oh, that's they new. call him little, uh, little Terrio. <laughs> um, no, nah, that's cool, man. Everybody... Everybody has their. It's their entertainment, interests. man. It's entertainment. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah, yeah. and whatever. I don't. I don't really give a like shit. Like you watch movies. I don't watch movies, so I watch sports. You watch movies though. Like that's your form of entertainment. Yeah, yeah. You know? jacking off. Yeah, yeah. That's. I do that too. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, so, man. anyways, all the bullshit aside, though, we want to get on this topic today. Um, it actually came up, and when we were having a meeting with Matthew, yes, one of our one of our one of our buddies who were, I mean, for, to me, I mean, even just in the short period of time that I've known him, has um, just uh, accomplished a lot in in his lifetime um, from from speaking with him in conversation, and he's uh, really came a very long way and continues to. Yeah, I was about to say that overcame a lot of yeah, stuff. Yeah, and, and continues to want to uh, help others, and and the, just the the. The work that he's in, it's just like it's it's symbiotic, you know, with the sure. work, what we're trying to do. And um, uh, the question came up, or the the thought came up that uh, entitlement will, will essentially get you killed, and it's 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 not it's frowned upon in the workplace to have that mentality that you're owed owed stuff. So that's kind of how we came up with this with this topic for for today. Um, now I just want to ask, you know, Ricky, like, how, how how do you feel? I mean, you've obviously dealt with with people that feel like they're entitled. How how do you how do you manage 
that relationship amongst those people. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I felt entitled before, like I, you know, so I've I've experienced it personally, and I think it just comes from your desire to want to be more, and a combination of a desire and laziness instead of a desire and hard work. So a desire is good, a dream is good, and a goal accomplishment that you have is is great, but it has to be hand in hand with hard work. And a lot of the times I think people, and I was one of those people that gets caught up in the dream, desire, goal, and doesn't couple it with hard work, rather laziness or, you know, just, you know, you get where I'm coming from? Like, it's, uh, I'm, I'm a little lost for words right now, but, um, like, basically, they don't, they don't get after it, but want to elevate. Like, I've, like, a lot of people just do the same things over and over again, but talk about how they're going to be here in five years or whatever. Yeah, like, got, it's just supposed to land in their lap, you know? Yeah. You got, you got, you know, people that, people that talk and people that do, you know, and that's, that's pretty much it. But, like, I think, uh, in essence, uh, to me personally, it's like entitlement are, are people that just feel like because they were born in a certain situation that they um, have certain expectations. And I think that by having expectations and feeling like you're owed something, you'll always fall short of the next guy that feels like nothing is necessarily owed to me. But it's it's mine for the taking, yeah. you know. Like just having that super, uh, um, that super go at, go get go get after it mentality. Because <clears throat> there are countless times where people feel like they put in an hour worth of work and they deserve, you know, ten hours worth of pay. And it's like, you know, you need to show me your worth, buddy. You know, like yeah, definitely. You you gotta you gotta do something in order to get something, and then you gotta continue to do that something in order for you to get more of that something that you that you're after yeah and it was funny to me because they were like uh when we were having the conversation with with matt uh a lot of the guys that were that were there they're like man i want to have you know dr abraham's schedule and this yeah. and that and he's like you gotta fucking work like yeah. me you know like For you sure. gotta be in the position that i'm in by doing the stuff that i did to get to where i am not because like um, you have some sort of degree that says so. You know what I mean? Like a lot, sure. I think a lot. I think a lot of kids and a lot of people tend to confuse the fact that they got a title, right? They got a title on their on their paper, and now they feel that they're owed some sort of job or owed some sort of currency or owed um, a, a set amount of pay or hours. It's like you haven't put any groundwork, you know what I mean? You didn't put any, you don't have any experience in any field and whatever it is that you're trying to do and then you're expecting, you know, I need to get paid $15 an hour. For what? For what? You know what I mean? That's why a lot of people too um, try to understand why, oh man, like these younger kids are taking my job. It's like, because a lot of these younger guys are willing to work for less than and also do more for work. More, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Definitely, man. And it just doesn't apply to, like, someone with a degree. Um, it could be, you know, I always I see it all the time with uh, people that have a certain amount of uh, followers on social media that they feel like, you know, when they walk into a room, their presence is like, oh, you owe me something because of, you know, what I am or things like that. And even successful people can be a little entitled, too. Yeah. You know, you got people that, you know, 
CEOs of bad companies that feel like they're, in, you know, supposed to be given uh, certain royalties because they hold that title or position and then to the detriment of the rest of the company, yeah. you know? Um, and that happens on a, on, a, on a big scale and a small scale as well. I mean, it could be just in the family unit doesn't just have to be in a company setting like are you the sibling who's always you know looking for that you know sense of entitlement or whatever it is and i think that was like what it was for me and how i ended up getting over my sense of entitlement was that uh being raised by a single mother no no father and pretty much all women me being the only boy they made me feel like a king all the time and i got used to that and then you go out into the real world and you know that can that can really mess you up, so I think that uh, it's big too, like how you grow up, and then the situations that happen in your life do play a part in it. Um, thankfully, I was able to kind of snap out of it. Obviously, I had a reality check with my situation, what happened, but what really changed for me was just my sense of gratitude and uh, just being thankful to have basic needs kind of just made that entitlement thing go away because I felt like, well, I'm not getting paid this, but who cares? I'm doing the hard work, and guess what? I have a roof to come home to after. I have a bed to sleep in. I have, you know, all these things. I got food to eat. So looking at it like that, too, getting going going back to basics with gratitude and because people people think of gratitude and they think about giving thanks for the big things that they have in their life, and they don't realize, like, all the small things that add up to weigh, like, you know, food, water, shelter, you know, clothes on your back, all those little things that uh, people don't really think about on a day-to-day basis, I think about. So when it comes down to uh, my sense of, you know, I don't really have that the whole entitlement issue anymore. That helped me. So I think that's a lot of people that suffer with that sense of entitlement or sense of, like, uh, you know, they've been pampered, you know, from – from really young, been really coddled. And so they get out into the real world and think that, oh, mom and dad are going to get, like, they're supposed to be, like, they're supposed to give this to me because mom and dad always gave it to me. When I turned 16, I got the BMW. When I turned 18, when I or when I turned 17, I got the MacBook Pro and the iPad. When I turned 18, I got a brand new one with the new iPhone X, you know, and, I, and then I went to college all fully funded. I didn't, you know, pay for anything. And then when I was in college, I got into, you know, this club or that club. And, you know, and then they graduate college and they're looking at employers like, hey, man, you're supposed to hire me because now I got this uh, piece of paper. Like you're supposed to, you know, come, come, come pick me up. And some of these college kids, when you tell them, and they're my age, I mean, I'm not acting like I have all this wisdom. This is just from knowing people that are in college um, and listening to the interview process that they go through is like, they always blame the interviewer for asking them like about experience or stuff. They'll be like, well, I just got out of college. What do you mean experience? Like, they don't realize they need to put in the work, you know? So I think that's big. <clears throat> are you? Uh, what are you doing? Uh, just, I got a, I got a message, man. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, my mom's just fucking tripping, dog. Um, listen, guys. I mean, I, I'm gonna probably go a little bit off of uh, off course here. 
because it's it's something that's just been bugging me and it's the it's the it's the facade when people continue to put on a a mask that everything is okay and they refuse to allow people to help them and uh, and just essentially just put themselves deeper in a hole man and uh right now i'm struggling with that especially with somebody that i care about and it's like there's only so much that you can you can fucking do and like the the most frustrating thing i could say to you when it comes to entitlement is you know that you don't like it you know that you don't appreciate it because if you ever br- were brought up um with parents and they ever said like you don't need to uh do as i say as i do do as i say what is it again what's the what's the fucking quote uh do as i say not as i do yeah right, right. and, and you're going to you oh you're going to respect me just because like i'm your mother you know and and like when i was always young like i didn't really understand that concept because I was like, how are you going to be allowed to get away with, you know, talking to me like shit and then get mad at me because like I stayed up five minutes after my blank? You know what I mean? Like, and I felt like I feel like a lot of people like in that sense and parenting also comes down to a sense of entitlement. You know, like I'm entitled to do whatever it is I want to you. And it's like, granted, you are a parent, so you are parenting. But if your kid is not acting out in any sort of like way like i don't see a reason to be like because i am your parent you know i want to fucking take this away from you just because i feel like doing that today you know what yeah. i mean with no no apparent reason and, and i and i and i witnessed that when i went i traveled to go to a wedding and uh, one of the the kids moms like took their phone and was like you're gonna give it to me because i think he said something and she was a little she was a little drunk so like she took it a certain way and he obviously didn't argue back with her but i don't know when i looked at that from like the outside looking in i'm just like i I hate people that that sense of entitlement when it comes with authority you know like and, and it's not just like parenting it's just it really comes down to an authoritative figure um when they almost feel like you need to respect me because I hold a better position than you, and like that'll that'll really start to push people away. Yeah, you know. And in some cases, it's true. Just playing devil's advocate here for a little bit. In some cases, it's true. It's, it's you know, sometimes like uh, for me, I remember just this one story. I had a teacher that I really didn't like when I was young, and uh, he was my math teacher. Really, never got along with him, and I remember telling my mom about it and one of the only advices that i ever took from my mom (laughs) she told me to kind of shift my because i was always being the like just going against whatever he's because i didn't like him so i was just purposely going against what he said not doing my work you know so she told me to shift my attitude towards him and the guy was the guy was like a dick bro like he just for no reason would you know pick on me and you know stuff like that um so she told me to shift my attitude and kind of become his best friend, kind of kiss his ass a little bit. And I think people in certain positions like to get their ass kissed. Yeah. So once I did that, he ended up becoming one of my favorite teachers. I I changed my attitude towards him. I uh, started doing what he said, you know, started, uh, you know, basically that's what it came down to. I just started doing, what you know, what he said and actually just give you know kissing his ass at first ingenuinely but then 
as time went on, started kind of appreciating not only that he changed my attitude because I changed my way of thinking, but uh, just knowing that I can deal with different types of people. Yeah. I like that. I mean, I, I think that I mean that, that comes in all shapes and shapes and forms. And that know? and that happens with people who are in these, you know, you know, they're entitled. You never know what's going on with somebody. You you don't know what you know someone might be going through. And I always try and give the person a chance or the benefit of the doubt. And um. And uh, excuse me. And um, kind of just you know. That's my first way of dealing with things now is when I have someone who's a little bit of a hard ass, I kind of just play, just kind of play the psychology game a little bit and kind of, you know, kind of cater to them in a sense or, you know, you know, make them feel good to see if I can get to the root of what that person, who that person actually is. Because some people just put a wall up, you know? Yeah. Um, and I mean, I think that's where, and you and I are both different and maybe that's just a, a growing thing for me. Um, I'm, I'm quick to like, I'm quick to put somebody in their place, whether they have my life in their hands or not. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't take kindly to, to people that feel like they can kind of walk over, um, the minority and i think that's i think we briefly touched about it before but that's where my loyalty um is almost my enemy as well as like my greatest attribute you know because whenever i see something i don't feel like is right because i s can tell the difference in uh like uh, a power shift mm -hmm. you know I don't like that. And then when people come in and they have this, like we were actually, we were at the, uh, we were at the, uh, we were at Publix and we were getting the deli thing. That guy like, was like, oh, yeah, he's yo, freaking I, out. I need other. And then my response to the guy, that, to the, to the, the um, to the Publix employer, uh, employee was like, hey, who's next? And I was like, uh, clearly it's this guy next to me because he's in a, he's in a rush, you know, and just kind of doing that like, and had he had been a dick, I mean, on top of obviously being extremely entitled, um, we could have gotten to to a heated argument because I was going to sit there and, and be extremely sarcastic because the fucking world doesn't run on your time. If you chose to come in a supermarket and you needed one item and you needed it in 30 seconds, like... <laughs> Everything doesn't stop for you, you know what I mean? Like, <coughs> or that's go to the go to the little driving ones. Yeah, or go go somewhere else. Like you're going. Like it's like when people come in, and I used to hate it too. When people would come in um, to a restaurant and be like, "I'm in a rush. I need to pay for this now. I'm gonna eat." It's like you know you're in a rush. Like it's not up to us to move your food faster. It's not up to us to move along your thing. Like we're gonna do it at the same exact rate that whether you're in a rush or not in a rush. Yeah, you know I what think I mean. It's funny. I just want to touch on that a little bit because for me, I used to get really impatient with people like that. And I used to just be very impatient in general. And uh, when they sit your ass down for five years, you uh, you learn patience. And I think that's one of the things that I like. One of the most valuable things that I've learned in my life is is how to be OK with waiting and actually enjoying waiting because I'm not enjoying waiting. I'm enjoying the fresh air. I'm enjoying a new experience. Uh, I'm enjoying seeing people smile, new faces. Um, and that just comes from, like I said, gratitude, just being thankful to be free. So usually when people are in a huge, this, you know, huge line, like they don't, just, you know, they'll leave halfway through. They're, they're always muttering things like that guy. I'm in a rush. I got to go. All these things. And that doesn't help your situation. You still have to wait. The line's going to be a process anyways. Yeah. 
So you might as well just be positive. Hey, listen, I'm here. I'm alive. You know, I'm breathing in fresh air. It's a great day. Once I get to the you know top of this line, I'm gonna get what I whatever I need. You know, things like that. And granted, people sometimes are in genuine rush. You know, we aren't perfect and we can leave things for the last minute. But if you know that it was because you didn't plan your day correctly, you can't take that out on other people. You know what I mean? For sure. And um, yeah, it bothers me too. And it's to me, it just kind of look at it and I'll have a different reaction. Whereas you were sarcastic to me, I just kind of laughed to myself because I can kind of see how I was before. And I just, uh, I laugh not like I'm making fun of the guy because who knows what he has going on. But I laugh in, or like like a smile because I'm genuinely happy that I've grown out of that, you know? Yeah, So sure. it's cool to see everything, like I touched on, on being positive, you know, it's not, it's it's definitely a mindset, but it's just looking at things on the brighter side, you know? Like you, like when I gave the example about the flat tire, it's not the mindset that's gonna fix the flat tire, but the mindset can just make your day not a bad day. You can have a flat tire, and for most people, that's a bad day. But uh, some people can look at the bright side, and hey, you, you know, and and just being staying in that positive mindset, you can take bad situations and learn from them. And I think that's just the key to growth, you know. So when you look at my advice would be to you is that when you, you when you see something that upsets you kind of try and analyze it and you know see see what you know you can take from it as far as were you like this before is this something that you've grown out of and how what can you do to help other people that you know that have that problem or you know things like that that just make it not only save stress for you but like you mentioned that it could have been a confrontation. It could have been any, you know, like that. And I'm not saying what you did was wrong. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, that's just the way I look at things. Yeah. And I know you're, you know, we're, like you said, we're different people. And I think it's good to have a balance of both because a lot of the times I'll let, I'll kind, I'm kind of a pushover. So people take advantage of my kindness and being always positive and looking at the bright side. And so I think you have to have a balance of both for sure. Yeah. I mean, I was watching, I was like watching these videos um, earlier today, uh, 2018 compilation of uh, like road rage. Yeah. And like a lot of these, <laughs> dude, a lot of these people that were just like in this rush or like trying to get over somewhere because they felt that they needed to be in that lane or whatever because they're owed that they got into some seriously bad accidents and one of them i seen this guy ended up getting shot because one guy was mad because the other person was driving too slow and the other guy in the other car was like i need to get to blank and like it made me think about how everybody that or majority of the population that has a nine to five, they all leave at the same time, catch the same traffic. And they think that it's going to change every morning instead of leaving earlier, right? Than whatever they normally leave and getting there earlier and leaving a little bit later so they don't catch the traffic. But obviously everybody needs to be everywhere at one time. And then, um, and uh, if, if no one knows it, like this isn't even me preaching as a life coach. Like This is a like, you know, man to man or man to woman or man to whatever. All right. It's just like you're not owed shit. Nobody owes you a goddamn thing. And like I hate it when people think that things are going to be handed to them because it doesn't matter who you are. Right. If you continue to have expectations that things need to be given to you, you will always fall short. And if people are going to continue to fucking bail you out, right, 
you were going to fail at whatever you're doing because no matter how many people get you a job, no matter how many people get you into a position, no matter how many friends hook you up with some other girl or some other guy, like you have these things laid out for you if you don't execute on these opportunities and actually have the skills needed to perform whatever it is you're trying to do you will fail right you can only bullshit your way for so long and i'll put it into an example of sports right for all you sports guys that's what it was for you sports sports yeah i used to play a lot of sports and i used to watch a lot of sports man i just i just don't anymore but entitlement when it came to sports are those people that are extremely talented in high school, right, or middle school, and they were the type of people that didn't go to practice, right? So for the longest time, they don't practice in middle school, they don't practice in high school, they do really well during the games, and then college comes around, and then they're in a fucking playing field with everybody else just as talented, but actually put in the work, and everybody knows that hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard or some shit. some cliche like something cliche thing like that but that's exactly what it is you know and um in the perspective of academics i was the same way like <clears throat> i mean i didn't go to college because i didn't really feel the only thing i wanted to go to college for was to play college basketball and that didn't really work out but um so i didn't go to college but uh one thing was i guess in a sense of entitlement for me would be that i never felt like i needed to do homework so I never did it because I did really well in all my tests. Got it. Right. You know what I mean? And just that alone, I think, probably could have been extremely detrimental to my academic career had I gone to college and continued to be like, I don't got to fucking do homework. I don't have to do lab. I'm just going to go in and run and do the test. Right. Granted, right? But I wasn't super big in, in, in academics, not because I didn't like it. I just, it was really hard for me to stay focused on things that i just weren't wasn't interested in right you know what i mean and uh and uh there were a lot of people that i came across that um through the years of of being just a social butterfly for so long like you come across a lot of people and you get a lot of interactions that it's not even so much about anger when it comes down to it it's more of a it's more to me it's like the guy at Publix is like the same person like I'd run into that that comes in and it's just like, uh, yeah, I need to know this answer. And like I'm yeah. trying to get more information out of you so you, I can give you the answer you're looking for. But right. it's like, I don't need this and I don't need that. Just give me what I'm here for. You know, I've like dealt with so many people that are like that. And that whole, yeah, the customer is right. Like, fuck that shit, bro. Customer ain't always right. Sorry. You know, and I'll say it. And, 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 and like there, the customer may always have a good argument, right? They may have some really good feedback. But to me, it's not, I'm coming in here, so I'm giving you money, so you're going to do what I'm asking you to do. You can take your money and you can shove it up your ass. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, because if you're not going to come in and you're not going to talk to me as a human being and we can't interact. Yeah, on we a, don't need your business. I don't need your business because you don't want those type of people in your like with you, you know what I mean. You don't want to be surrounded around people like that and having that mentality like that because you're not old shit, man. You're not, and yeah. they, just like you, man. Your life could literally be taken away, just like that by something stupid, by by taking one drink. You know what I'm saying, and and going to uh, going down the street and catching a DUI. You know what I'm saying, like that. So your entitlement is now gone. Now they own the rights to your rights that you think that you have. <laughs> you know what For I mean? Sure. Like, yep. 
No, definitely. Um, and it's, you know, for me, obviously, it's a different situation. I really got humbled. And when people ask me about, you know, like, oh, how do you feel about it? Like, would you do anything differently? And I'm like, no, man, I'm really glad that I went to prison. And I could say that now because I I grew so much. That's what I needed to become, you know, just who I am today, you know, and and be able to think positively and be more grateful. A lot of good things came out of that experience. And it was a horrible experience. But uh, that's what winning is. Winning is uh, working to failure, you know, falling on your face, dragged through the mud and knowing how to get back up, dust yourself off. And it's not just doing it one time. Over and over and over and over again, doing those things, that's what winning is. But you only see, like, the achievements when Matt Frazier wins and throws his two hands up in the air after winning CrossFit Games. You see that, but you don't see, like he mentioned in his documentary, all the fucking hours in his fucking garage by himself, sweat dripping, you know, just putting in the work and literally beating himself up physically and mentally. Those are things that you have to do on a consistent basis if you want to win. And then I just think entitlement is a problem with our culture because we get everything on demand now. Everything is a touch of a fucking button away. And when you grow up like that as a kid, you know, you want to watch a movie, go Netflix, boom. You want to eat something, Uber Eats. You want to go somewhere, use Uber. You want a cheap hotel, Airbnb. You want this, a uh, fucking jean jacket, Amazon. Yeah, like everything's instantaneous, pretty much. Everything's instantaneous. So these kids grow up with that instantaneous gratification, and when they're asked to put in hours and hours and hours of work for little to no pay, they they can't see the reward, you know, that's waiting for them, you know, in the long run because they're used to the instantaneous gratification. But... When things were a lot harder, like back in the day, just to get mail, it would take, you know, the guys would run it on horses and shit and it would take days. You know, people would, if someone passed away and you were in another state and it was a family member, you might not, you're not going to find out the same day, you know. And uh, and so times have changed. And with that, I think that you we have to learn how to adapt and still, you know, care about hard work and care about the things that take time because i know the sweetest feeling like one of the sweetest feelings for me was getting my comp tia certificate and my a plus technician certificate and anyone who's achieved anything academically knows or anything at all knows that it's the hard work and like i remember staying up until five in the morning sometimes just studying pounding the books you know and all that hard work man was what made it so sweet when I got the certificate, the certificate itself was just a moment. It wasn't really, it was great, but it was really, I was just proud of myself for putting in the time that it took a whole year to study and get that. And I think that having the instant gratification, having everything just a touch of a button away, you can lose what it feels like when something takes really, really long. Like I remember... When you, uh, when my parents would plan a trip, and I know like a month in advance, like every day was like a countdown, man, and it was, 
And then when it finally came, it was like, oh, okay, we're gone. You know, but the whole experience of waiting it out, not being able to sleep the night before, all that stuff was like the exciting part. Same thing with school. When you get your, you know, supply list and you're going and you're picking your backpack out and you're picking the supplies out. And that day before school, you pick out your outfit and you lay it on the, you know, on the bed and you make sure everything's sharp. That whole process is what makes, you know, that, you know, that satisfaction of the next day waking up and going to school for the first day. And I think that people have to fall back in love with the processes and what it takes to make it to a certain point. And it's um, a little easier for me having that, you know, that I am, you know, patient and uh, and grateful. I think people just have to work on gratitude and realize that the world just doesn't revolve around you. And Americans, not to get political, but we we grow up kind of spoiled, right? Like we grow up, you know, with the American dream. If as long as you're here, you can do whatever you want, and uh, you can live a pretty good a good pretty good life. And even people who aren't doing so well compared to other places in the world are doing great. But you, everyone always compares themselves to someone who's always way better than them, you know? Instead of looking at where you could be, you know, look at, the, look at where you could be. And you, might, you don't have to look at another country, man. There's homeless people right down, downtown Fort Lauderdale all over the street. And that could be you, and people don't realize that. And that used to be me. Can I get some water, please, man? Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. And that used to be me, man. Oh, I'll never go to prison. I'll never do this. I'll never do it. Thank you. And then one day, man, one decision, one instant, even decisions out of your control. Every day is precious. You don't know what's going to happen the next day. So having that gratitude is key, man, to get you out of that entitlement mentality. Yeah, dude. Entitlement equals expectation minus hard work. That's it, right? If you do not... Do the hard work and you have expectations, right? That is a recipe for entitlement, okay? If you continue to hold expectations about the way that things should be or the way that things shouldn't be, right, and they don't work out your way, you will always, always, always feel like something is missing, right? Because if you have an expectation, it gen- it starts to <clears throat> muster up like that anxiety, kind of like you said, you know, like the day before school. It's like, oh man, the day before school, it's gonna be great, and da da da. You don't sleep, you go to school, and like all your teachers suck, and all the people suck, and it's like, man, like I was supposed to have a good day at school today. It's like, no, the fuck you weren't. You know, you're supposed to just have the day that you were supposed to have. You know, like, and if you stop putting expectations on people, places, and things, and just literally do things selflessly, like we continue to always talk about doing it as selfless as possible, like. Everything will be better, you know. It's a different story. Like, I don't want people to get things confused. We're like, man, well, I've worked, you know, 90 years and I put in the work for blah, blah, blah and this and that. And like, I didn't get that promotion. It's like, well, you have to now put you have to now put your cards out on the table and be like, well, am I being appreciated or valued at what I am trying to achieve? You know, that's different. Than being like well, I think that's the second step. Not, I don't want to interrupt you. I yeah. know you're going, but I think the first step is to look at the past ninety years and make absolutely, absolutely sure that you did everything 
that you could have possibly done to get yeah. that promotion. Yeah. And then for say, sure. And, and then, then if you've it, done that, then yeah, I just went and watched this movie with my mom called Second Act with J Lo. It's like kind of like a chick flick, but whatever. And it was it was it was about in the beginning. It starts off. She's 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 uh, an assistant manager or something at at a value shop or something, some sort of grocery store. And then she's waiting and she wants to go in. She was there for fifteen years or seven years, and she wanted to get this promotion to basically be like the store manager or something along those lines. She doesn't get it right, and she obviously is bummed out about it because she's been putting a lot of work and putting extra initiative and like opening up some sort of it's called a monday moms and it's like some some group where they could basically just go and and, and bitch about their husbands or their family or whatever it is that they want to do and uh her friend's son who like is some genius when it comes to technology uh ends up like creating this fake profile for her to get her into franklin and kirk or Clark, or something, um, Franklin and Clark, and they're just like this multi-billion or multi-million dollar company, and they do like these these like uh, uh, hair products and makeup products and things of that nature. Um, and she just uses the 15 years of experience that she has in sales to basically sell herself because her resume is is a uh, is fake. <laughs> so her resume is fake, but her hard work and the stuff that she put in to that. Um, into her craft like she was able to get and land a job that she ended up like I guess grossing them was like 63 million dollars or something that nature but I'm not gonna tell the entire movie but um, it it just kind of goes to show you know what I mean like yes she's been there for 15 years yes she was doing all these extra work and yes she was continuously trying to do blank and blank and she wasn't valued and she didn't get that promotion you know what I mean and she had an expectation to get that promotion but she did lay down the groundwork and she obviously had to venture off somewhere else and we talked about this in in earlier in earlier uh in earlier episodes about that about understanding what you're worth you know literally legitimately knowing what you are worth and what you can bring to the table and your value opposed to thinking that because you have some fucking piece of paper that said you went to fsu or ucf or fucking one of these colleges just because you think that yeah i did this so i know how to do my job like you could take your fucking paper and again you know shove it up your ass because if you don't have experience in whatever field like Real life is much different than school. You yeah, know what I mean? Sure. Like you can you can be. I'll even put it a perfect. You don't even need to go to culinary school to be the best chef in the world. For sure. All you have to do is go to enough enough restaurants and enough good restaurants and work under the right people in order to become the best chef in the world. And it goes the same for everything else, right? If you want to be the best somebody in some sort of corporate right and you don't have a degree and you have to have a degree in order to go to certain places then you have to create your own path you got to create your own company you got to go along the more difficult route if that's what you truly want to do if it's not what you really want to do you want to just get hired and be an employee somewhere like then that's a different story you know what i mean um but that sense of entitlement again man is is is, is just uh it's going to wash you up because again man like we can't, I couldn't I can't say it enough you know nothing is owed to to me nothing has ever been owed to me like i've always actually been on the opposite side of the spectrum and been like the world fucking sucks i'm never going to get anything you know <clears throat> and uh this is just how it's kind of going to be you know yeah man and i'm a i'm a true believer honestly that if you put in the work really genuinely put in the work that you're supposed to put in you will get what it is that you were you know chasing after and like you said with the example of working hard for 90 years and 
still didn't get the promotion. I guarantee somewhere along those 90 years, there's something that that person didn't fucking do right. Because it's just two plus two equals fucking four every time. Like, you can't change it. Hard work equals success. That's it. There's no other consistent work equals success. Consistently busting your ass equals success, right? Consistently learning from your failures and mistakes, growing, like, it doesn't end, you know what I'm saying? Growth, work, never ends. You can never know too much. You can never be as, as, you know, there's always another level to go, you know? And I truly believe that if you really look back, like, just a perfect example is me, like, going to do my first competition in January uh, at Rip Games for CrossFit. And obviously, I expect to win. I'm not going to lose. But whatever the outcome, I can trace the result due to, you know, the past few months of training, right? So that I'll know either I didn't do enough or I did, right? And I think a lot of people, like, it's valuable because when you when you see that you didn't do enough, you can look back and know, like, now you know what to improve on. Yeah. But there's always... Like I said, it's like it's an equation, man. You put you put in this and you put in, you know, you put in the work, it's going to equal out to this to whatever it is that you're looking for if you put the necessary value and time and effort and work into it. So, yeah, just I just want to um just to touch on exactly what you just said. There are two there're going to be two types of people though, and I'll keep it super brief because like you're going to you're going to learn one of two things, right? You're either going to go to the competition and fail miserably, right? And it's either going to be a direct reflection. You're going to be like, wow, I should have done less recovery work and more actual work. Yeah. Or two, it's going to be everybody else's fault. Right. Man, the fucking judge and blah, blah, blah. Now, the one is entitlement and the other one's taking accountability. Truth. Yeah, So for that's sure. So there, there are going to be two types of people that are that way. But continue. No, no, that's big. Yeah, definitely looking at it like that. But basically what I want to get everybody to understand is that like every one of your decisions, every one of the things that you think has a direct effect on your life. And a lot of people look outside instead of looking inside. And uh, that's why it's good to really trace your steps, man. And, uh, and uh, I don't journal, but I mean, I've heard that's a good way to do it. I kind of do my, you know, self inventory every night or whatever. And we all have those conversations with ourselves in our head. What did I do? What was I supposed to do and what didn't I do? And you can always trace, you know, it's so simple, really. When you break it down, you have every day a chance to make one decision. It's going to inch you closer to whatever it is that you're trying to get. But people really get mad because it's inching closer, one inch at a time. It's not huge leaps at a time. And people get frustrated with that process of not getting to where they want to go like this, you know, in a, in a snap of your fingers. But when you look back at your life, and everyone's going to do this at some point, you know, if hopefully everyone makes it to, you know, whatever, 70 plus. And you look back and you're going you're gonna to see, damn, what could I have done? differently or what could i do and and my goal in life bro is to make it to that age number one hopefully with the blessing of god to make it that age but to make it to that age and say to myself honestly that i did every fucking thing that i wanted to do 
because I just I'm so afraid of regret. But I think, you know, if you go through life with an attitude of entitlement, you're more likely to have that regret because it's just not a proven process to get everything be just because. Um, we're meant and we're designed to learn from failures and grow from our mistakes. So when you take that away from a human being, you're going to be missing certain elements that you can make you even better. You know, does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. You know, you're gonna you're gonna lose out on on what how what life, how <laughs> you're gonna lose out on what really makes life life. You know, for sure. That's it. You're yeah. you're not gonna understand what it's like to somebody and they say to you, "Man, I'm broke." What do you mean you're broke? Just ask your mom. It's like, yeah, man, I wish I could just ask my mom. I make more money than she does. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, these are things that people don't um don't really understand that there's a there's a and if you are like one of those people that have been you know grown up because of your circumstances because we talked about it if we were millionaires we'd want to provide the best life for our kids that we possibly could yeah and uh so if you are you know a person that's um in this perfect situation so to speak um whether it be financially uh, you know whatever it is um there's they're not always entitled is what i'm trying to say like you have people that are in perfect situations and give back to the community are yeah. humbled they realize what they have can be taken away in an instant for sure and i think just whether you're in the you know one percent or you're at the bottom there's something that you can be grateful for and just having that attitude will push you away from that entitlement because it's impossible to be entitled and grateful in the same. There's not, it's, yeah. it doesn't there, work. Dude, there is, there is, there, I hope nobody gets this confused, but if you see somebody the age of 18 driving a car that costs your mortgage, um, <laughs> it's not to be upset at them and call them an entitled prick. You know what I mean? Because you have zero idea. Yeah, you don't know them. Who they are and who their parents are. Because, Granted, right? Just like you said, if I had the opportunity to have a family and I make it in order to provide for them, you know, a Lamborghini by the time they're 18 or this by blank, like they're guaranteed going to know that it required a lot of hard work on my part. And it's not their money that they put in their time, their sweat, their blood and their tears in order to have what they have and understanding that, you know, so you need to be you need to be appreciative and grateful and happy for other people that are doing well because that person or that child may have not done the work, but it's a direct reflection of their parents or their grandparents doing the hard work in order to get them the things that they want and or need. You know what I mean? Yeah. And because every single one of you that are out there and be like, oh, man, you entitled prick, you got an expensive car. It's like... You would pride yourself, too, if you can buy your kids everything that they want or send them to the school that you want them to go to or send them on a trip to go blank or pay for their wedding or pay for their mortgage or pay for their house or pay for blank. For the sure. people that don't have those things don't know how to show respect for other people's hard work. And the time, time. You know what I mean? And I think it's a great topic we picked on the time that, like, the time that we're heading into because just like I said that you can track everything and... 
if you are that person that feels entitled and maybe didn't get what it is that they were, you know, entitled for, I guarantee, like I'm seeing now on Instagram, like all the, you know, they trace back the pictures with the dates now from January or whatever, and they give you the timeline of the year. You need to do that with your decisions and look back at this year and be like, okay, what decisions did I make? What goals did I have? And did I reach them? If not, don't, you know, don't be that person that was like, I should have gotten this or I should have gotten that. Be the person who looks back on their year, looks back at the decisions that they've made throughout and is able to pick out certain points where you can improve on and then test it next year. Do that. You know, that should be someone's New Year's resolution is to actually look back on decisions that they've made, said, have the have the courage, right? And, you know, just be humble enough to say, I got to do better in this area and then to actually go and do it. Don't post all these fucking pictures about your your year. I mean, it's cool. You know, it's cool to see, you know, you know everything that you've done in this year. But don't just take a social inventory of yourself throughout this time. I think this time is really big to take a mental inventory of the critical decisions in your life. Because if you don't look back on what you did, you can mess up your future if you don't break out of certain patterns that aren't effective for you. And every little decision that you made this year in your life in general, but, you know, specifically in this year has led to where you are right now currently, whether you're in a, in a you know, in a great financial situation or in a bad financial situation, in a great mental state or in a bad mental state, in a great physical uh, state or in a bad, you know, in a bad physical state. Each one of your scenarios is a direct representation of the decisions that you've made throughout this year. And so it's good to look back, not just at the fun times, the things that you put on social media, because that's the good, the, the great, you know, what we're going to display to the world is going to be obviously the cute, awesome stuff. Look back on the mistakes you made. Look back on the decisions that you're like, fuck, I could have done this. Look back on those, post those on social media so your ass doesn't fucking forget. And then in a year from now, see how the fuck you did preach you know but uh it was happy new year to everybody um really excited it's crazy just gonna share one more quick story and then you know I'll, I'll, I'll be off this year last year i was in i was in prison and i was fucking scared because i had 13 days left before my release and i remember 2018 being so far away when i first got sentenced to five years and uh it was crazy, man, to to think that um, I was in the I was in the day room where the TV was and the ball dropped and I was so fucking happy. But at the same time, it was like I was scared because this time was coming. But uh, looking back on that and, you know, just how now another year has has passed by. Um, I'm just so thankful to be out, man. I'm just so happy to have freedom and to you know have you know life and you know i can make decisions and i can and i have the power of choice and i'm really thankful for that so as you guys you know look back and reflect and celebrate you know think of those people that are you know not in that state think of the people that are i know this is a happy time but there's people going through really tough shit right now and i just want you guys to know from both of us me and malcolm we're thinking of you guys praying for you guys
and um, hopefully, you know, you're making the necessary changes that you need to make. You're making the inventories that you need to make on your decisions on your year. And 2019 is going to be a kick-ass one for all of you. So Yeah, as long as you've already started to get the ball rolling. I don't want to hear this like, 2019's my year. Like, yeah, so was 2018, 17, 16, 15. All right, if you ain't fucking changing anything, you're not going to get any results that you were looking for. All right, 2018 is coming to a close. In the books. All right, if you have not been putting in the work, okay, you were fucking starting back at ground zero. And I don't want to hear this like, watch me. I'm going to do it in a year. You know, it's going to take a lot longer than a year for you to get your shit together. All right. I am still scratching the surface. It's been a little over a year. And I know that if it continues to go this way, 2020 is more what I'm looking towards. I already have goals and plans, you know, for 2020, you know, so I don't wait until the last week up until 2018 and be like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do differently in 2019. Leave all that shit that you said you're gonna do in 2018 and 2018, and just like forgive the people that you that you wronged, or forgive the people that have wronged you. Continue to deploy empathy and just like live open-heartedly. Right, people you pissed off, like no longer piss them off. You know, people that you have regret and animosity towards, and 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 pain and anger with, like just let that shit go. You know what I'm saying, like. 2019 should just be the year of you fucking working on just you and you only and just like settling in on being more connected with yourself within yourself all right um again happy holidays it's gonna be happy new year so we probably may or may not see you sometime in between the week um if we do um awesome if we don't you know like schedule like usual we'll, we'll see you next sunday much love for me and ricky uh appreciate you guys taking the time for reaching out and you know speaking to us and giving us all the feedback 100 percent um i think that's it man yeah man continuing to improve continuing to bring you the best content that we possibly can and um definitely know we're making some changes in people's lives just want to say thank you to everybody because you're making changes in our lives too we'll see you next year it's been amazing up to this point, so I can't wait to see what 2019 holds, man. Really oh, yeah. excited. All right, man. You guys be good. And uh, always, always deploy empathy.